Let's pray together. Lord, our Father, we are um, just kind of awed by how you can speak to us in that still small voice sometimes. Sometimes speak to us through people and sometimes just through the Bible. And uh, today, as we just take these really few moments uh, out, of our, out of our day and out of our week, uh, we would just ask that each one of us, wherever we are in the whole journey of faith, whether we're well on our way or whether we're still thinking about it, or just the beginning, um, that we would take this time as an opportunity to, to be able to, to hear that, from, hear from you. Um, and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Um, thanks, guys, for that song and that meditation. That's great, wasn't it? We are in the midst of this, of this passage in the New Testament, sometimes called the fruit of the Spirit. It's, it's basically what happens when God gets a hold of our lives. And certainly, um, and we're going to look, look at it again from uh, this passage in the New Testament, Galatians. And uh, it, it happens as in different degrees, in different ways for different people. And I want to make sure you understand that. But I want you to look at it again. It's Galatians chapter 5, and just, just follow along. Chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. But when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, He will produce this kind of fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Here there is no conflict with the law. In other words, these are things that can't be produced by by doing a particular list of do's and don'ts. In this case, the law was the law of Moses. Once again, these are qualities that cannot be worked on, they cannot be acquired, they cannot be achieved by strength of will or by determination. These are qualities that are byproducts of something else going on inside of your heart and mind. That's the Spirit of God. And it's important that we understand that as we look at those different qualities, and we're going to talk about each one over what well, we've already talked about, love and joy, and we'll talk about each one uh, throughout the rest of this series. Because there are some that you will look at and you will say, well, I'm okay with that one. I'm not so okay with that one. And it's going to be, let me just prepare you now. Next week is going to be a very challenging one for me, okay? Um, and you can see what next week is going to be. And... Uh, and you will, you will be hearing from a fellow sojourner and not somebody that's going to teach you something because I'm still learning it. But the same is true with all of these at different times in our lives. I don't always have peace. I do sometimes. So I want, to, I want to explore that one today. Just unpack it. Just, we're really not going to take that, that long today. Just to really kind of talk about this whole thing of peace. But what I do have to say, I want you to listen to it carefully. I promise to be brief, but it's going to be, uh, I, hopefully it's going to be action-packed, so to speak. Um, not me, but the, the words. Um, but we need to talk about that whole thing of peace. And what does that mean? And how does that work? And, 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 and you know, what if it's not happening? And what? What can happen for it to happen more in my life? So let's just, let's just jump into that. Let me just say this. We're not talking about peace today between nations. We're not talking about peace between people. Um, we're not talking about peace uh, of, of that. We're, we're talking about peace of mind. We're talking about peace in your heart. We're talking about peace with God. We're talking about the peace that's, that's inside an individual, in his heart, in his mind. 
That's the kind of peace we're going to be talking about, okay? You won't hear me, for instance, use a verse that I often use in terms of relationships. Romans 12, be at peace with all men so much as it depends on you. That's a great verse, but we're not, that's not the kind of peace we're talking about. We're talking about something totally different, something internally. It's going to affect relationships, but we're talking about something internally. So I want to say that, and then I want to jump into a couple of different passages from the Bible and just get you to kind of follow along with me a little bit, all right? And then we're going to define it a little more. But first, let's talk about what the Bible says. First, Colossians uh, in the New Testament, chapter 3, verse 15. Let the peace that comes from Christ, this is an interesting verse, rule in your hearts, for as members of one body you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Again, We'll define exactly what that peace means in just a minute. But let me just say this. When he's talking about this peace, it comes from a relationship with Christ. And he's talking about a peace when he says, that part where he says, that comes from Christ, rule in your hearts. That's interesting. What does that mean, rule in your hearts? Well, and here's basically the word, by the way, for rule in the original is a, a, a word that we get our word arbitrator from, arbitrate. Or in some ways that can be translated umpire. What he's saying is that the peace in your heart be an umpire, if, if you an, an arbitrator, to kind of tell you what's right and what's wrong. And, and, and we've all experienced that, probably, haven't we? Some, some of us have, some of us haven't. He's talking about the peace from Christ, and I, 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 in my own life, I can think of an example, and I, you can probably relate to this. Um, when I, before, I, you know, I can't believe this, I will, I will have been here as pastor now, I made my initial trip to say not no but hell no in june uh, five years ago okay um uh, as to whether i would come here or not and the feeling was mutual by the way we were like we loved each other and i loved what i loved the people out they were great i just <laughs> this isn't for me and they said well you're not for us and i said well great we have a great relationship then and uh, but anyway things changed a few months it'll be five years in june anyway here's what just, just to give you a, a little illustration of peace um later that year when it got to be more like October, five years ago, um, I had an offer from this church, and not this church, another church, and, and, and this was before anything really, I did, it wasn't like I had a choice at that point. It was just like, I don't, I, I was still talking to some, some folks up here, but I was like, yeah, I don't think so. But this, I had this offer, okay, uh, to be a pastor of this church. Great people, let me make this clear, right? Especially if they happen to be listening on the internet. Um, they, were, they, they really are, they're wonderful people. It's in Florida, what was I thinking, you know? Um, and, uh, and, 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 and I almost took it, and then I just kept, there was just this thing. And I, some of us have experienced, it was just this thing. I'm, I'm just, I couldn't define it. I couldn't put it into words. I couldn't really explain it. I could just say, ah, that's, that just, I don't think that's right. Now, I believe, as I look back upon that, of course, those are times when you have some sleepless nights and you're thinking about things, and we've had many decisions, all of us in different areas of our life. Or, but that's, that's an area where we say, where do I have peace? Where do I, well, I didn't have it doing that particular thing. Later on, I would find out why. I didn't know that at the time. Okay? Now, be careful with that. I want to put a disclaimer on that because I've heard some people abuse the heck out of that, too. Because I've heard people say, I, 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 literally, and I'm obviously, I'm, I mean, I've been a pastor a long time, not obviously, but, but uh, uh, some of you probably didn't know that. <laughs> but I've heard a lot of things. And about, the, about every time I say I think I've heard everything you can hear, the next week I hear something I haven't heard. So I'm not going to say that. But, I, but many, I have heard this many times, literally, and usually from a guy. Not always, but, but almost, you, well, in my case, always from a guy. But 
not saying it has to be that way. I've heard guys say, who, who are fooling around their wife, for instance, this is actual examples, who will say, well, I'll, and I'll say, hey, man, come on, what are you doing? You know, you know, if you're not getting along, then figure something else out, but this whole fooling around thing, that's not, that's, that shouldn't be happening. And it's like, well, I have real peace about it. And I'm like, yeah, you ain't got peace about that. You, that's, I don't know where that's coming from, but that's not the peace of God. So be careful with this. Some people use this as an excuse. Well, I really want to do this. You know, don't, don't, you know, be careful with that. Sometimes we can abuse people. Sometimes we can walk over people and say, well, I really have peace about it. Well, there has to be a degree of morality to it as well, okay? Not a degree, but you understand my point there. So that's the peace that comes from Christ, that rule in your heart. That, that, that's part of that peace, okay? Now think about that for a moment, because I want to take you to another kind. Philippians chapter 4. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for what he has, all He has done. If you do this, you'll experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful, far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Far more wonderful, this peace that he's talking about. Now, just dwell on that for a moment. I'm going to come back to it. But I want to, I want to just kind of unpack this thing of peace for a minute because I think it's time we do that so we understand it clearly, right? And then I want to take you someplace else. Let's talk about what peace is not. It's always good to get our definitions down that way. What is not? Peace is not a feeling that everything is great because it's not always great, all right? Peace is not a feeling that everything has to be squared away because everything's not always going to be squared away, you know? Steve was talking about that earlier, you know, you got kids and you're running here and you're running there and you got this going on, you got your career and, you know, and and whatever else both of you have going on as a husband and wife, everything's not always going to be squared away. We know that. Um, Peace, and this is very important, is not an absence of conflict. Some people say, well, if I got a lot of conflicts in my life, I can't have peace. That's not true. Certainly you should try to resolve those conflicts as much as you can. Sometimes you can't. Or sometimes it's a long process. That doesn't mean there can't be peace of heart and of mind with God in the midst of that. Doesn't mean there can't be. There can be. Right? Uh, peace doesn't mean that everybody agrees on everything. Everybody's all in agreement with me. You know? What kind of deal is that? If everybody agrees on everything, what? Only one of them's thinking. You know? Just keep that in mind. Um, peace doesn't mean you have all your questions answered. A lot of questions. A lot of, there's doubts. There's questions. It doesn't mean if I have peace that all my questions are answered. Not, not necessarily the case. Peace isn't always all the time. You ever know anybody like that? I've known a few people like that. Kind of, oh, I really got peace. Everything's great. Peace. I'm like, either you're on something or you're just got, you, you just, your, your head's buried in the sand, one or the other. Because that's not real. Well, I used to have peace in Jesus. Well, that's great. I have Jesus too, but I don't always have peace. You know, so we need to be careful with that. Peace doesn't mean it's always, all the time. The world and the, and the world that, and the circumstances are out there in flex. And we need to understand that. So that's what it's not. Let's talk about what it is. And I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use two, two definitions. One literary, one theological. 
I guess they're both literary, but I mean one from a, from, a, from a dictionary and one from a theology book to give you a good definition of what peace really is. This peace that rules in our heart. This peace that passes all understanding that comes through Christ. I'm going to use two things to show that to you. The first one comes from a dictionary. Peace is freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. I love that definition. So, so descriptive. Freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. Ever have oppressive thoughts? You know, you go to bed with it, you wake up with it, you wake up again with it, you wake up again with it. It's freedom from oppressive thoughts. That's the uh, dictionary. Let me show you what one commentary says, and I like this one. It's an inner repose and quietness even in the face of adverse circumstances. In the face of adverse circumstances, this, there's, this, there's this inner quietness. It's going to be okay. It's a God in heaven. That's, that's what this is. Doesn't mean, I mean, think about that for a moment. If we have to wait for everything around us to settle down, for us to have peace, we're not going to have peace. Because everything around us is never, there's always something if it's not with your mate, it's with family or kids or parents or job or people at the club or people here or people there, whatever. It's always stuff going on. So if we, if we can't find that peace uh, in the midst of that, we're not going to have it. Hugo, I love you. Victor Hugo said this. I love this. Have courage for the great sorrows of life. Patience for the small ones. And when you have laboriously accomplished your daily task, go to sleep in peace. God is awake. Isn't that good? Go to sleep in peace because God's awake. Think about that when you lay your head down on your pillow. And you got all this stuff going on inside. I'm going to sleep in peace because God's awake. I mean, that's just, that's so well, that's so well said. My favorite senator put it this way. Say, oh boy, we're going to hear from Rich's favorite senator. I wonder who that is. He's a Roman senator, okay? <laughs> gotcha. But it's a great, listen, he had some, he, Seneca, he had some great stuff. He had some great stuff. If you see a man unterrified in the midst of dangers, untouched by desires, happy in adversity, peaceful amid the storm, Will you not say a divine power has descended upon this man? That is so good. That's so true. That is so true. This is the individual that a divine power, excuse me, a, a divine power has descended upon. You know, that's the issue here. So, how does it happen? I just want to jump into this. This is, this is the fun part here. How does it happen? I want to take you to, this is interesting, this never happens to me. It never happens to me. Uh, this morning as I was getting ready to leave the house, Charlene says to me, my wife, who's sitting right over here for those of you who don't know her, um, she, I mean, she never, never, she's never done this. In almost 30 years in the ministry, she's never done this, okay? And, I, and, and, and we, sometimes we talk about what I'm going to be talking about, sometimes we don't. I alluded to it last night briefly in a Scrabble game when I was just kicking her all over the Scrabble board, which felt really good. Um, it doesn't happen that often, okay? Okay, so uh, me, be, me, me beating her in Scrabble. Anyway, um, so I was not, you know, 
focused on this. I was focused on beating her. So anyway, this morning she gets, as I'm leaving, she says, hey, 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 this never happens, I promise you. We don't believe in this stuff. But she's like, I had a dream last night and I, and I got a verse for you to use this morning. And I'm like, okay. I mean, and she knows, and you, you should, if you don't know this, I usually don't prepare this like when I'm driving from my house to here, you know. So, and Charlene knows that because, you know, I work on it all weeks and still for days and stuff. Um, I said, well, what is it? She said, John 14. And I'm like, I got it. Um, it's just one of those passages that if you know the Bible even a little bit, if you've read the Bible here and there, you've probably run across this somewhere in your reading or heard this, somebody refer to this. So you'll, some of these, where, whatever your background, you might, uh, there may be a phrase in here that might ring true with you. It's just one of those passages. So, so hang on with it. For, not all of it, but, but a, a, a phrase or two. You'll see. All right? Just one of those really good things. Here it is. John 14. Here it is. This is Jesus talking. These things I have spoken to you. He's talking to his disciples. These things I have spoken to you while abiding with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Peace I leave with you or I give to you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Do I give it to? You? Do I give to you? Here it is. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Yeah, Sean Hannity didn't make that up. In case you listen to that that radio, that's from the Bible. I don't listen to him, but I've heard him say that phrase. Let not your heart be troubled. Well, I don't know about that as it pertains to him, but I know about that as it pertains to Jesus. Okay. Let not your heart, do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. I love that. It's a great passage. Now back up just a second. Back up to verse 25. These things, this is Jesus talking to his disciples, as I said, in verse 26. But he says, the helper, the Holy Spirit, that's what the Holy Spirit is known as. He is known as the helper. The Holy Spirit is not on earth at this point when he's, when he's given these words to his disciples. The, the Holy Spirit comes after Jesus dies goes to the grave, is resurrected from the grave, he ascends to heaven, and then, and then he ascends after his resurrection, he ascends, 50 days after that, the Holy Spirit descends on people. We read about that in the New Testament, in the, in the book of Acts, beginning in chapter 2, the New Testament, right after the Gospel of John. And, uh, and some of you may come from a more traditional church background. Sometimes some churches celebrate um, Pentecost Sunday or the day of Pentecost or, or, or something along those forms. That's what they're celebrating. That is the, the dissension of the Holy Spirit upon people. And that's what happened after Jesus rose from the dead and ascended into heaven. The Holy Spirit came to be our helper. Not only to be our helper, but also, look, look what he says in verse 26. He will teach you all things. The Holy Spirit, third person of the Godhead, is also known God, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit is the teacher. So if you learn something today, I may have said it, or maybe somebody said it in, in, while you're drinking coffee, but if you learn something ab- about your relationship with God, that's the Holy Spirit teaching you, okay? Not that I'm some sort of magical instrument of the Holy Spirit. I work hard, try to be, pray, study, do all the things I'm supposed to be. Sometimes it still doesn't work, but that's because I'm a human person, fallen like all the rest of you. But the Holy Spirit will teach me, will teach you. There's really only one teacher. That's the Holy Spirit. And that's what Jesus is telling us in that particular verse. Just a, I just want you to see that in verse 26 there. He, he will be, um, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, 
He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. So there you go. We have peace because of what Jesus did. We have peace because Jesus brings us peace when we come to Christ, when we put our trust in Christ, and He comes into our life. And whether, whether we can remember exactly when that day was or whether we look back on a period of time, the day, that, the time that we, we trusted Christ, whatever that might mean to you. For some of us, it's, it's just an earth-shaking thing. For some of us, it's a process that we just come to, you know what? I, tr- I trust Christ. I trust God. I believe He's there. Have some questions, have some doubts, but I trust Him. So when that happens, the Spirit of God comes into our heart, into our life, and brings us peace. Now, here's an important issue. Do we have peace all the time? No. Do I have peace some of the time? Absolutely. But, but keep in mind, I'm still a fallen person living in a fallen world amidst a bunch of fallen people. So the peace will be there, yes. But you know what? That can change with a phone call. It can change with a phone call. And then we have to go back. Okay, God, here I am. You know, you remember that, that, that peace that was promised to me? I'm not having that right now. Now, maybe I need to do this, or maybe I need just to, to pray. Maybe I just need to ask you to, 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 to sort of freshly indwell me or something. But I, I, then I need, to, I need to do that. Because again, this doesn't come by strength of will or determination. This comes by God doing something in my life. And it's a, it's a continual thing. And once you have it, it doesn't mean you're always going to have it. That's why, that's why we pray. That's why we talk to God. That's why we do things like we did this morning, reading that, that, uh, that PowerPoint present. Wasn't that great? That, that little meditation that we just read. You know, and just, just to be still. That's why, we, have to, that's why we, we need to do that, each one of us. Peace comes as we understand and as we, as we trust Christ and have a relationship with Him and the Spirit of God indwells us. Love comes. Joy comes. Peace comes. Let me show you one last thing. Uh, I, I'm going to get you out of here. Let me, let me show you one last thing. Um, I said I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do this because I want to do this prayer. And I, I, when I said I wasn't going to uh, talk about relationships, I meant that. But here's what I want you to see. I wanted to bring you to this point where when this takes, this, this, this thing of peace takes over our life and the Holy Spirit is there, and I say it takes, and we really have that, there will be a difference in how we behave. There will be a difference in how we live. There will be. It will just be natural. St. Francis probably has, I don't know, it's probably one of the more famous prayers anybody ever prayed. And uh, maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't, I don't know. St. Francis lived around the uh, 12th century or so. And, and this is a prayer that he prayed. And I'll tell you what, you could, it would be very difficult to beat this prayer every day. Just pray this prayer. It'll be, I mean, and mean it. Not just go through the motions. Um, it'll be on the website tomorrow, our website, you can get this prayer anywhere, but it'll be on our website tomorrow in my notes. All that stuff is posted around 9 o'clock on Monday. But uh, here's, here's the prayer. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. 
Where there is sadness, joy. God, make me an instrument of your peace. Wherever I am and whoever I'm with, but God, help it to come from here, from the heart and from the mind, and not something that I try to manufacture on my own, because I can't. Let's pray together. God, we, we pray these things. We ask these things in your name, in our lives. Those times that we have that are very difficult when we, when we just sleep escapes us and peace is like this fleeing dream that we can't catch. Uh, God, I pray that we would just stop and sit back and reflect that peace isn't achieved by a strength of will or by determination, but peace is the result of our relationship with you. And we would begin there. And that, God, we would just ask that at those times, some folks might be going through those right now, at those times that we would just say, God, I ask you to work in my life. I ask you to work in my heart and mind. And God, we know you will. We're thankful for Jesus who came, lived, suffered, died, and rose again to give us the ability to have a relationship with you. We pray that. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.